It's been literal freezing. It, not even L.A. cold. It's been actual cold. So Yeah. So it's not just in our People, heads. take your pets inside. If you're cold, they're cold. Aw. I put on our Instagram page, which says, "Oh yeah, if you're cold, they're cold. Bring your ghosts inside." Because yeah. like someone <laughs> had a picture of like yeah. frozen uh-huh. like ice or snow that like looked like a ghost trying to peek into someone's yeah. window. <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> I'm afraid I have like I just ate my mi- little mini granola bite because I was hungry. Girl, how'd you do that? Oh, I you peed. didn't see me. No. Oh, I was eating it. Damn. Yeah, it was tiny and I was hungry, so okay, it good. kind of went down in two bites. Oh, I'm but now I feel like I have granola in my teeth. I don't see any granola in your teeth. Okay, cool. Thank y'all. Um, look at your little koozies. Party time, motherfuckers. Uh-huh. And thirsty bitch. Uh-huh. Yeah. My parents gave these to me for a birthday. <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. They, I like that they always give you booze-themed gifts. Like... Uh, I'm a known quantity. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your parents got you a, a koozie that says party time, motherfuckers. Yep. That's great. Uh, I I appreciate them. Uh, I feel really seen. Uh, I feel really seen. Even though this is just our voices on a podcast. Called Banshees and Booze. A paranormal podcast. With a shot of liquid courage. But this shot today comes Uh in a can. I mean, why not? Now, some will call me lazy, Amy. Some police who are those assholes I will beat them to a pulp But I couldn't possibly be lazy Because I actually had to get up and go buy this this morning Because I didn't have any in the house That's an effort That I put forth effort You had to put on a bra, you had to put on underwear, you had to put on shoes I did put on a bra, I cannot make a guarantee about underwear No problem I was wearing workout pants So those are practically got built in undies Those are optional Yeah, yeah. in In that case No one can tell if you're not wearing undies they can tell if you're not wearing a bra that is correct when you're well endowed like us exactly i will also say a thing that i learned this morning is that there is a liquor store just half a block further than the very expensive liquor store Mm. that is moderately priced and opens at 7 30 a.m well hello now i know (laughs) And now I cannot unknow. Knowing is half the battle. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah, I went in this morning to buy this uh, alcoholic beverage. That's right, my friends. It's a PBR. Love it. It's a PBR, shall we? Beer of champions. Uh, oh, God. Oh, I, oh, I no. twisted it around because I tried to do it left-handed. Oh, dear. Now That's I know not going to work. Now, you're learning a lot today. Ooh, that sounded good. Yeah. Are we allowed to start drinking this? Yeah, duh. All right. Can't pop a PBR and not drink it. I'll oh, say. I'll spit on myself. Mm-hmm. I did a beer slurp. I also just love inducing Amy burps. So. I was just going to yep. say, yep. did you want to hear me burp for the next hour? I because did. I did. you gave me a beer, Tammy. Um, mm, I love It's PBR. how I keep you engaged. I do too. I also love like... $15 craft beers, but you know yeah, what? Yeah, sometimes you just want I love PBR. Sometimes you want quantity over quality. Agreed. Some, I don't need an 11% alcohol Allagash Curio all the time. No, that'll kill you. It will make you feel very full. Sometimes I want a watered down, mm-hmm. delightful, I like dirty water beer. Enjoy a beer that 
I'm like, I'm going to go to the fridge and get two. Yes. And you can drink both of them <laughs> so and can still be fine. Both of them. So delightful. Before I get up again. Yes. You know, it's just going to go down. This it's just going to go down. Um, so uh, our theme oh, already no. in works. It's beautiful magic. <laughs> it happened already. <laughs> Why? I took one sip. You also just looked so confused as it was coming out. I was because I'm like, Like, surely this isn't starting already, is it? How? (laughs) How? Why, mommy? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Um, Continue before my burp. So uh, Uh, rudely interrupted. Well, so guys, you know this. Our, to our American listeners, of which most of you are. We do have a lot in the Netherlands now. Oh, we do? Okay. Well, it is, uh, it's started. Election season has started. We wow. have an entire year to live through hearing about oh elections. So I we can't... decided, Yeah, let's just make a general theme. Let's talk about politics this week, but without talking about politics. I was going to say... <laughs> Stay tuned. We are actually not talking about politics. <laughs> the theme is politics. Mm-hmm. But ghosts. The subject is ghosts. <laughs> I know. I was like, last night when I was trying to figure out like a, the to- uh, mm-hmm. what to do for this topic, I was like, oh, I don't I don't want to talk about politics. Yeah. Let me just find something. And I just found the most random story about someone no one gives a shit about. But he love just lives it. in a haunted house. I'm like, I see? Love politics. It. Great. Politics. Wonderful. Done. Yeah. Done. I was thinking about, because we talked about Nancy Pelosi had seen ghosts. Yes. That was so cool. And we've talked about Lincoln. And we've talked about Washington. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I bet we can find some stuff. Um, so my theme, I did the same thing you did. I was like, I agree. Let's do politics. I agree with myself. Let's do politics, so which glad you did. fact or fiction. That's just the definition of politics. Agreeing with yourself. I agree with myself <laughs> and no one else. <laughs> if you disagree with me, you're wrong. <laughs> so I discovered, um, in America, in Minneapolis, they have a haunted as fuck city hall. Why? Yeah. So it's like that counts. That counts. And that's why we're having PBR. That's why we're having PBR. Because look, we can't go anywhere near the Great Lakes without having a PBR. Uh great. I kinda I almost spent as much time trying to figure out a drink as I did do my research. Me too. And so then I was like, fuck it. We're just gonna have PBRs because it makes us happy. It gets the job done. And it's brewed in Wisconsin. Also, it's, you know, it's a little middle of the road. It's not new. It's pretty old, but it takes a lot to change us. Politics. Okay, great. <laughs> also, everyone listening knows we also do double. We record we two do. episodes in one day. So for the second episode, we got to get a little lazier. I know we're not mixing cocktails all day here. It's just safe. It's safe. And I feel safe. Thank you, Tammy. That's what I'm here for. Amy, hmm. would you like to hear... About Minneapolis City Hall. I'd love to. Great. I got all of my information from two sources. Um, The Southwest Journal. There was an article by Nick Halter. And then also PrairieGhost.com, which I know I've used before. I love PrairieGhost.com. Use it a ton. Yeah. They know what's up. They do. Okay. Prairie ghosting. So, um... Here we go. Okay, this this is the article because it starts all dramatic. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
Stephen Maxwell was way up in the vaulted ceilings of the library in City Hall one night in the 1980s, vacuuming up fallen plaster and dust when he felt the hair on his neck stand up. Mm. Whoa. All by himself, Maxwell felt a cold chill, and then came the voice. I heard a voice go, What are you doing up here? said Maxwell, who has worked as a night custodian of City Hall for 32 years. So I just hurried up and got my stuff done up there and left. I have chills right now. I'm scared. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Yes, this is good. <laughs> Way to go, Southwest Journal article by Nick Halter. <laughs> Um, Maxwell, 52, that's how you know it's an article because they give the date. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is not the only person in City Hall who believes the 120-year-old building is haunted by the ghost of career criminal John Moshik. I don't know if I'm... (laughs) Why does it make me laugh every time? Because it always comes out at the best time. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. I'm good too. Why am I laughing at myself? I'm hilarious. Full of mirth. Mirth and burp. (laughs) Um. Okay. The, okay. So I like. We should decide how to pronounce this guy's name because we're gonna say it a lot. Okay. Tell me it again. What was that? That was somebody emptying out maybe their, I was going to say, coffee grinder thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's how that no, it, right. it was just a neighbor. Okay, cool. Um, John Moshik. It's M-O-S-H-I-K. Moshik. Moshik? Moshik. Moshik. Okay, let's say Moshik. All right, I like it. All right. Uh, John Moshik, the only person ever hanged in the building. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Conversations with those who work the night shift, uh, custodians, security guards, and deputies, reveal that many are convinced that the building is haunted. Okay, let's talk about him, shall we? Yeah. A robbery plot gone awry. Oh, damn. At 25 years old, John Moshek had spent nearly half his life behind bars, committing his first crime at age 14. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, my. Not good. He knew what he wanted and he went for it. I'll say. Um, in October 1897, Moshek had just been released from the Stillwater prison, and within three days, he had recruited John Lemke to help him rob travelers in the Camden area of North Minneapolis. Did you say 1897? Uh-huh. Oh, dang. Yep. Wow. It was a while ago. Um, so he was 14, so it's like equivalent of like 27 now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, <laughs> you don't live past 30. Exactly. <laughs> he was having a midlife crisis, he that's was. all. He was just, just he was like, acting He out. hit th- puberty and was like, what is life? Yeah. I gotta get a Corvette this and rob over. some bitches. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Um, the only problem was that Limke didn't want to rob any travelers, and when he told this to Moshik, Moshik put two bullets in Limke's back before beating him with his revolver. Oh my god. Pick an order, you know? Dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, I like how it says he recruited him and then he was like, I don't want to do this. That is an unsuccessful recruitment. Yeah, you didn't actually recruit him. I'm pretty sure he probably just threatened his life. Probably that's what happened, mm-hmm. you know? And then actually took it. Took Maybe his it was life. the old bait and switch, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so two bullets beating, great. But Lemke 
didn't die immediately. Oh, wow. In the 1800s? uh He crawled 200 feet to a farmhouse, and once he made it to the hospital, he told Minneapolis police that Mashik shot him. Lemke died shortly after. Sorry, buddy. Uh, A jury convicted Mashik of first-degree murder, and Judge Charles Burke Elliott sentenced him to hang. Whoa. After twice trying to escape... Oh my god, this guy. And once trying to commit suicide. Okay. He tried? Yep. And I guess they stopped him. They were like, no, we're we are doing, doing this. <laughs> do, do not take this from us. God, everyone's trying to do my fucking job. <laughs> I have one job. It's to hang people on my schedule. I'm trying to reach my bonus. <laughs> god, I just have to hang one more person and I get my end of your bonus. <laughs> Three I've pences. got a punch card. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> get do 10 hangings yeah. get one get free, one free. <laughs> um uh okay mashik was hanged on march 18th 1898 in an area of the fifth floor of city hall just east of the fifth street tower so let's talk about that for one second hey my brain is trying to wrap my mind huh mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway yeah let's talk about it yeah sure great great uh, they hung somebody inside? Mm-hmm. Why would they hang someone inside? I've always imagined it outdoors. Or yeah. like even in, okay, like in, in cold blood. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the 60s and they were still hanging people in the 60s. They um, were? Well, yeah. I think we hung people until like the 80s probably. It depends. It's like state to state. Got it. Um, It was inside, but it was in like a big warehouse. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like this was the fifth floor. So they were like, climb up some stairs. And we're going to hang you. That's weird. I like, feel- how is it even tall enough to hang somebody? I know. And also, like, back then, it was, like, public hangings, like, in public courtyards so that mm-hmm. the, the public can, like, see. Yeah. That, like, this is what happens when you commit these crimes. Yeah. It's interesting that they did it in such a closed space. Like, were they hiding something? Or was that kind of I normal? Mean, I actually wonder if they really were, like, okay, so, I'll talk about this now. So, so he is the only person who was ever hung inside this space. He's the only person that was ever executed because just like a year later or two years later, they tried to hang someone in a different city mm-hmm. and they botched it. Mm-hmm. And so it took him 14 minutes to die. And oh. because of that, they actually revoked the death penalty. No way. So they had no death penalty in Minnesota starting then. Holy crud. So they had like a whole section set up. So it's kind of like a new city hall, like courthouse thing where they even have a death row, which we'll talk about later. Um, but they only hung that one person because there was no more death penalty after that. Wow. So interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk about some strange experiences. Yeah. Um, this gentleman uh, whose name, his last name is Ristuben. I don't know. Maybe I cut out his first name. Who knows? Um, he compiled the history of the Moshek hang- hanging. I guess I changed my mind again. Hey, it worked. Uh, he worked 37 years in City Hall before he retired in 2010. And he said, custodians have reported a number of strange incidents. Reports circulated about pictures falling off the wall, lights flicking on and off, and doors and windows closing and opening mysteriously. Yeah. In 1950, Assistant County Attorney Roy Brumfield, 
That's a pretty good name. That's a good, strong name. It's a strong name. Suffered a heart attack. Oops, good not name, so strong. Bad body. <laughs> uh, inside the chapel courtroom, which is where Moshik had been sentenced. Oh. He died on the way to the hospital, according to the history. Um, Maxwell, that's the guy from the beginning. Uh, so, oh, maybe that's Maxwell's last name. Oh, no, it's Stephen Maxwell. Who's this other guy? Do mm. do better copy pasting, Tammy. Um, Maxwell said he had also seen a, quote, cloud moving down the hallway at night and has felt the presence of someone walking up behind him in the attic of City Hall. Maxwell says he hasn't had any experiences since the 80s, though he still works the night shift. Whoa. Um, the guy, oh, okay, Ristuban, that's the guy who wrote the history of this. Okay. He said most of the stories he had heard come from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Wow. Okay. So Maxwell thinks that uh, the Moshik, Moshik, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> the Moshik ghost is still around and said his coworkers have reported strange things as well. But, he said, he believes Moshik isn't out to get people. They're friendly ghosts and bad ghosts, Maxwell says. I just want to straight up be like, remember how that guy shot somebody twice and then beat him with a revolver? Yeah, he's not a friendly he's ghost. He's not a friendly ghost. Yeah. Unless he's like found ghost Jesus or something like in the afterlife. He's like, I really want to get through those pearly yeah. gates. I really, really do. Can I just like make good now? <laughs> I love you, man. Um. So the actual location where Mashik was hanged, that place on the on the fifth floor, mm-hmm. um, is rumored to be haunted as well. According to sources who actually worked at the courthouse, um, since 1978, the fourth and fifth floors have been entirely occupied by the Hennepin County Adult Detention Center. So that means it's jail. Jail. Yeah, that's a fancy word for jail. Why do they call it that? Detention Adult cent- Detention Center. Mm-hmm. It's jail. We just like using words. Fancy you know? words. Well, honestly, soften the blow. you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. Jail is when it's not sure that you did a thing. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, they're holding you. Because yes. you you be, you're being detained. You yes. could be perfectly innocent. This is true. This is very true. That is a scary, terrifying thing. So scary. Um. Okay. The fifth floor of the building holds three housing areas of about 60 to 70 inmates, in addition to visiting rooms, kitchen laundry, and staff dining rooms. Uh, this floor also has a locked entry to the attic and the tower of the building. It's the, There's a south tower and a clock tower. So there's like two little towers. So this you can, place is huge. Yeah, it's big. I yeah. don't know why I was thinking of just like a little county Oh yeah, How, courthouse. It's, this is like, Minneapolis, baby. This is part of the Twin Cities. It's a big deal. Whoa, We're, they got tons of PBR there. <laughs> um, in the South Tower, at the top of an old iron spiral staircase. Okay, you ready? Yep. Is the location of the abandoned quote death row? Okay, listen to this. Okay. This area consisted of a number of small cells. That hung suspended from the ceiling by iron bars. Um, what? So there were like three. I read I read this elsewhere and I guess I didn't write it down. There were three of them. And they're truly, it's like what you imagine. It's like a birdcage. Yeah. It's like. But like for humans. Like. Like when I they used to party at like nightclubs and you could yes. like get into the cages and dance and yeah. they, there would be dancers yeah. in cages. Like, um, I but was less sexy. It, I was thinking yeah. like fucking Hannibal Lecter, you know, <gasps> like it, when he's in that. Right. Uh-huh, right. Okay. Oh, shit. 
So I never knew there was even anything like that. Right. Okay. Oh my so God. the cells have been removed, but the iron bars still remain where it was hanging from. So Creepy. like you can tell that's what it was. Okay. Uh, it was in this area where John Mashik was held. Um, the gallows were built uh, in the attic next to the, quote, death room, above what is now the laundry and staff dining room. Which, like, can you imagine just, like, doing your shit and you're like, this used to be gallows. God. How do you ever think there's no energy there? Right. You know, like, everyone's got to feel it. Um, some of the deputies say that on a few occasions, the inmates on the fifth floor used to complain about a man looking in the window of their common room <gasps> in the middle of the night. And I read this several different places. The man was seen wearing only a pair of boxer shorts. Hey. Like more than once, people see this dude wandering around in boxer shorts. He's ready to dance in them cages. Uh-huh. He was totally. Um, deputies uh, reviewed videotapes and have never seen anything on the monitors. Whoa. Many speculate that this could be the long lost ghost of John Mashik. Dang, girl, this is what, like, and that never came into our research when we were doing haunted prisons. Oh, we did prisons too. Yeah, yes. I mean, I guess it's technically a city hall, although yeah, right, because part of it was kind of like a prison. Yeah, and they wow. also they don't. Yeah, they use it. It's weird that city hall holds inmates. I as would well. have never guessed that. It does not seem like a, a modern America thing. No, no. I feel like City Hall is City Hall. That's uh-huh. where business gets done. Yeah. And then, like, also you go to City Hall to, like, get your marriage certificate. I mean... Or, like, get married. I'm, like, there's prisoners? That's weird. Literally picturing Parks and Rec, where, like, they have a joke like they don't want to go upstairs. Is like, Isn't it, like, the sixth floor? is like, oh, it's, like, the most horrible place in the world. Oh, maybe that's the prison. Where they're, like, dealing meth and shit. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I haven't been to many city halls, but I mean, I visited the one at in Denver because it's like historic mm-hmm. and it's so pretty. Yeah. And I guess I drove past the one in Pasadena, which, by the way, is the exterior of Pawnee City Hall. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I was going over there. I was running an errand and I was driving by and I literally almost crashed my car. I was like, it's fucking Pawnee. Aww. It's fucking Pawnee. <laughs> That one, anytime I'm in Pasadena, I always see, like, uh, a bride and groom coming out of that city Aww. hall. And they're always dressed so nicely, mm-hmm. like, it's because it's so beautiful yeah. that you're not just doing, like, it's not just a shotgun wedding. Yeah. It's like, no, this is, like, gorge. I had to get a parking permit at the West Hollywood City Hall one time. Oh, how was that? Very fancy? Yeah, it was nice. It was very oh, yeah. well organized. I, I appreciated them. City halls are nice. Yeah. I feel like they're not, like, DMVs where it's, like, mm-hmm. I think, oh, well, I did jury duty at... That's the courthouse, though. Yeah. That's not City Hall. Yeah. Where did I get my marriage certificate license then? The Bever- I got, went to Beverly Hills mm. courthouse. It was a courthouse. Yeah, I think you do it at a courthouse. Yeah, it was a Beverly Hills courthouse, which you'd think Beverly Hills courthouse would be like fancy. It, it was wasn't. Dirt. It was gross. Garbage. Garbage. The outside was pretty, but then the inside, I was like, ew. That's Beverly Hills. Right? Just full of pretty on the trash. outside. <laughs> Trashy on the inside. <laughs> So trashy. I was going to elaborate on this one story, but there wasn't much to elaborate on our last episode. Uh-huh. Did you know that there's something in Beverly Hills called the Beverly Hills Bermuda Triangle? What? Yes. There is a triangle. I, I deleted it all because I couldn't find more info and I was going to do it for last week's Hollywood episode. Mm-hmm. But there's like this like um, intersection in Beverly Hills where insane deaths murders and accidents have happened what yeah even pedestrians just like having a heart attack right there so it's this like cursed triangle of these three roads and it's just like 
they call it the the Bermuda Triangle of Beverly Hills. That's crazy. I know. I'll have to like elaborate on the next episode yeah. or something. I'll have to find the, the fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, that was awesome. I um have uh one myself. <laughs> Fancy that. <laughs> um, and now you have to drink your PBR because yeah. I really. Ooh, good. I did a good job on mine. For I me. love getting Amy drunk. I mean, I had to stop for a second because I was like, oh, yeah, I just had a cocktail because we just filmed the other one. Uh-huh. Uh, film, record. Sure. Okay, so mine is like nothing fancy it's um well we can't all be the minneapolis city hall i mean i'll say <laughs> this is just a little small town politician named robert bob cranmer Cran- i want to say craner but it's like c-r-a-n-m-e-r cranmer cran cranmer cranmer all right his name's Bob. M- Moshik Moshik Kramer Cranmer. There we go. Tomato, Crammy. tomato. Potato, potato. <laughs> um, all right. So let's just drink some beer. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a perfect place for me to burp. Yeah. But I cut myself <laughs> off because oh, I no. burped so much silently and off mic during your research that my eyes were tearing. <laughs> Um, okay, so my sources were a uh, little bit of Wikipedia, mm. heard of it, and um, <laughs> boredomtherapy.com. <laughs> and I was like, please find me another website. But this had the best, um, I had to edit quite a bit because they really over-dramatized things. Um, and they had a ton of pictures, which all turned up as little question marks on my laptop. Boo. So then I tried it on my phone, same thing. Mm, so, they are ill-hosted. Mm-hmm. It is a poorly hosted website boredom therapy.com mm-hmm. get your shit together maybe it's because you're supposed to use your imagination to fill in what the pictures look like there we go <laughs> that was their intention they purposely put those little question marks in there so um bob kramer uh is a, a where am i a veteran you're in hollywood thank you <laughs> You're welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? <laughs> uh, okay. Bob Cranmer is, uh, was born in 1956. Mm-hmm. He is a veteran. Yay. Uh, Pennsylvania businessman. Cool. Author. Yep. Politician. Yes. Best known as a former Republican County Commissioner of Allegheny County, Pennsylvania from 1996 to 2000. So that's enough of politics because he's a Republican. So I don't want to get on any. <laughs> You're done. We're okay. done here. Um, <laughs> um, so I wrote, okay, that's enough politics. Let's talk ghosts. So now we know who he is. Yay. Um, okay. Here is the part. For, that was the part from Wikipedia. Here we are from boredom therapy. Some... <laughs> Damn. What? That word's not even on my paper. Why did I say some? (laughs) (laughs) I got goofy on that BBR. Okay, here we go. Let's start over. Okay. Stories of haunted houses. (laughs) Could be some story. Yeah, I was just adding my own beautiful Mm -hmm. flair to it. Stories of haunted houses usually stop short of anything truly terrifying. Actually, it says frightening. I guess I'm really saying Amy, why are you such a fucking liar today? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need you to read your research rote. Just, can you just? I know. Boredom Panda's going to contact me. Boredom Panda? <laughs> okay. No, Ladies there is gentlemen. a website called Bored Panda. There Ladies, is. <laughs> I am making Amy take some deep breaths. 
I feel like I want to start all of this over. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez. Okay, here we go. All right. <sighs> okay, deep breath. I got it. Could you please take this seriously? Yes. Thank you. No. Okay. I can. Here we go. Okay. Stories of haunted houses usually stop short of anything truly frightening. Okay. Maybe the windows rattle and doors slam, or someone thinks they see a shadow of a, of a Victorian woman. In the case of former Pennsylvania councilman Bob Cranmer, however, the stories were a bit more unsettling. Mm. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Sitting on the corner of Scene Ridge and Brownsville Road, just outside of Pittsburgh, was a quaint home that Bob had been mesmerized by as a kid. Aww. Mm-hmm. After a long career of public service, he made an offer to purchase the home. Strangely, it was accepted without any questions, even though it was for a price below market value. Mm, red flag. Red fucking You see black. a home, especially here, below yeah. market value. Right? There's dead bodies in the floorboards. No, oh, sure. Trust me. Looking at the house from the outside, you'd think Bob and his wife Lisa had pulled off quite the steal with a well-kept lawn, fresh red paint, and huge front porch. That's their typo. They didn't say, and a huge front porch, okay? I, I'm here to declare. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This three-story ho- home seemed like the perfect place to settle down, entertain family and friends, uh, but it would soon become the worst purchase Bob ever made. <laughs> Feels like, like a place for a commercial break. I mean, I'm sure he's made worse purchases. Yeah. I'm sure there's an ugly necktie he thought would look good. During Truly. His, you know. We've all been through like the clearance section of a Kohl's and we're like, maybe I'll find like, a use for this. Like this is kind of cute. Uh-huh. Maybe for a sketch character. And then you wear it in everyday life and you're like, maybe Oops. this isn't working yeah. anymore. <laughs> and then it becomes pajamas like everything. In the uh-huh. house. So is its new owner would soon learn the house had a violent history it's old as fuck first of all okay Mm -hmm. in the 1700s a tribe of native americans massacred a group of white settlers on the property neat um yeah so i mean hey speaking of pawnee (laughs) yeah right i'm not i'm not for massacres (laughs) however is this the part Where I tell you that for the past three nights, I have been falling asleep to the movie. I'm going to wait for you to finish drinking. Dances with Wolves. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) some light movie watching to fall asleep to. It's one of my very comfortable movies to fall asleep to. I've actually never seen it, but I know of it. Kevin Costner, right? (gasps) Yes. Yeah. And is he a Native American person? No. He falls in love with a woman. Mm-hmm. I meant to say he's but a white settler person. Duh. It's he's a soldier. Oh, and he falls in love with a Native American woman, well, right? Well, he falls in love with a white woman who, oh. as a child, another another tribe slaughtered her family. And this is the kind the kind Sioux tribe took her in. Oh. oh. Yeah. It's Mary McDonald. She's great. Ooh, I should watch that. It's, I know it's very good. I cannot attest to that. I oh. can tell you that I love it with all of my heart. Okay. It is also approximately three hours long. Ew. <laughs> no, thank you. I also, hey, I painted this wall while I was watching it one time. Well, because you've seen it so much. I have. That you didn't need to really it's fully very, pay attention. It's very comforting. <laughs> just watch Dances with the Wolves and then paint a wall. Yeah. Uh, that is, you just described my life. That's it. What else did I watch while I painted this wall? Is that why you painted feathers on your wall? No, no, no. This was actually when I did the teal over there. Oh, nice. I watched Dances with Wolves. I watched a documentary about um, uh, Jackie O. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, I watched The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> what a variety. I was really sick that day. Mm, and so I like, I, I, it, it was like sinus sick, you know? Uh. So I was like, oh, good. I can't go out of the house and blow up at this wall. Uh, so I did. <laughs> the Emperor's New Groove. I did. I'm trying to remember what else I watched. So happy. Those were the three things I distinctly uh, remember watching. That's most that's, of a day. That's right a there. good day. That's a yeah. big day. That's a big day. You accomplished a lot. I did. Thank you. Um, well, I have not watched any of those movies, um, but I can tell you. Hold on. You haven't seen The Emperor's New Groove? No. That's actually really, really good. I bet it is. Okay. It's- if I have to pick one of those to watch with you, it's that one. Okay. Okay, great. Is there music? Yet. Well, Down. No. No? That's surprising. There's not real songs, mm. but it's so funny. Okay. I like You'd funny. love it. I would like that better than... You You'd know, love it. Yeah. A three-hour drama. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see Kevin Costner's butt. Hey, really? Does is there a help? sex scene? There is a sex scene, but that's not when you see his butt. Oh. Why do I see his butt? Is he peeing? Why do I know so much about him? <laughs> I'm going to just stop and step away. <laughs> Yeah, let's get back on track with the uh, okay, great. The ghosts. Oh, no. I'm knocking over your blanket. Oh, oh no. My really fancy blanket from Marshalls. It's so soft. Isn't though, it great, Danny? though? It's so soft. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay. White settlers on the Dead. property. Dead. Massacre. The end. Later, way later, in 1909, a disgruntled builder allegedly cursed the house. Ooh. There's no story behind it. It's just like a disgruntled builder. He's like, oh, I'm so frustrated. Like, I I want to know the extent of the cursing. Was it just like, you know what? Fuck this place. Or was there like he sage was, and chicken I, bones? I feel and, like it was like a house builder. He was just like saying like curse words. Oh. He was probably like, fuck. So he God was damn fuckity fuck shit. Just a normal house builder. Mm-hmm, Great. Mm-hmm. He cursed at the house. Gotcha. <laughs> And I'm sure it was if it was going to be cursed, it would have been the Native Americans. Yeah. Because uh, they know their shit. They mm-hmm. know how to properly curse something. Exactly. Another theory as to why this house became so possessed and demonic was that an, an early 20th century doctor allegedly rented a room in the house and performed over 100 then illegal. I was going to say abortions. I fucking knew. Like the minute you started talking about the doctor, I was really? like, it's going to be abortions. I didn't guess it when I was reading this. That's not. I didn't. I had no idea. I've watched a lot of American Horror Story. I remember the first episode with Murder House. Oh, oh my God. Okay. It's so scary. Put, put simply, some felt this house had a history of bad juju. From the first moment Bob and his family stepped into their new home, something seemed off. As they did a walkthrough of the home, the family lost track of one of their sons. Oops. Eventually, it happens. Eventually, they found him crying on the staircase as though something horrific had scared him. Ultimately, Bob and his family moved in, but they could never quite get settled. At first, they were victims of the uh, prototypical haunting. Radio dials turned on their own. Doesn't happen anymore because no one has radio dials. Lights flickered. The faucet flowed periodically. For 10 years, the activity remained just like that, just like at that level, just annoying, strange occurrences, but nothing really scary. And then... In 2003, the intensity of the haunting escalated dramatically. In an interview with WJW Fox 8 News, Bob (laughs) told the reporter, we'd wake up on a regular basis with scratches and bite marks. This thing was out to hurt us. What's more, something ghostly would pound on the walls at night. No, thank you. So fucking creepy. Ryan Ruel, host of A&E's Paranormal State, 
Oh. Have you seen that? I've never yeah. seen it. I, I'm like, hello. How yeah. have I not seen this before? Totally. Uh, verified Bob's claims. Damn. The experienced ghost hunter told People Magazine, oh, that's legit, way more legit than WJW Fox 8 News, um, <laughs> that the house was his number one scariest encounter. Shut the fuck up. Metal crucifixes bent right before his eyes and an unknown liquid that was blood-like in composition dripped from the walls. No! Scientists tested the liquid seen on the wallpaper below. Um, sorry, that picture was just a question mark. Um, and results were inconclusive oh no oh i even wrote in parentheses pics won't download (laughs) (laughs) desperate to solve the ghost problem bob next consulted an exorcist who also seemed to feel something was strange about the home specifically he was drawn to a single closet it was this is a quote it was a gut level really strong feeling that there was something there demonologist and exorcist adam bly told fox 8 news <laughs> after he zeroed in on the closet adam cut through the plaster wall inside damn a wall that had gone untouched since the house had been built exorcist slash contractor yeah I curse this house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, specifically, he was drawn to a single... Nope, read that already. Uh-huh. Okay, after he was in the closet, cut through the pastor wall, a wall that had gone untouched, inside, he found possessions from every person who had lived in that house since it was built. Hold the fuck on. I know. Okay. okay. I'm like, say what now? Hold on. So people's stuff was going missing and they just found it behind this wall. Yes. That was just like a wall and not like a door exactly shit was just behind the wall correct i don't like any of this and i, I would like, like for you to please change your mind okay let me let me keep reading and we'll okay. see we'll just we'll let's see what see. happens let's see here's what was included okay Ooh, creepy did i read all this oh god included <laughs> in the closet stash oh god was a sketch of the home's original owners from 1909 <laughs> complete with some very cruel and almost evil things written about them on the back of it oh no oh, now that's no. a curse that's curse okay oh yeah this, Adam noted, was likely enough to invite the demon in, giving him power in the home. Eventually, when the strange thing uh, happenings had reached critical mass, Bob claimed the demon revealed itself to the family. That part of the story unfolded in the Blue Room, which was so named due to the wallpaper inside. Adorable. In Bob's mind, it was the epicenter of the evil. I don't know what the blue room is. I think it's just a room inside their house. Oh, he named it the, the blue, blue room because yeah. the wallpaper it's probably, was blue. It's probably a real big, big place. Yeah, I know. If it was built in yeah. 1909 and this politician, dude, yeah, well, yeah. yeah I'm it's sure it was a couple large. of salons. Uh-huh. Yeah. A large foyer. A foyer. Uh, according to the book Bob eventually wrote documenting his experience, which is called The Demon of Brownsville, Whoa. the demon manifested as a shadowy, foggy black figure that smelled like must and it drove his family mad. My Ooh. two sons were in a psychiatric hospital, Bob what? told Fox 8 News. My wife had spent several weeks in a psychiatric ward. Bob's son-in-law once saw the demon. Bob named it Mulek. I don't know why. Hovering over his son's bed. He spoke to the shadow and it fled into the house's crawl space. Oh, oh, I dropped my research. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Where, as Bob wrote, it bumped loudly at night from then on. I fucking hate crawl space, man. You're thinking. She's she's twisting her mustache. She's going, hmm. I really am. I didn't even realize I was doing that. She's just rubbing her brother. There's no thoughts. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the conclusion. Of I this. think I have some weird thoughts too on okay. this. Okay? okay, I'm gonna be honest. 
I copied and pasted. I no, didn't read no. the whole thing. Yeah, I think this is great. Okay. And I did read a little bit about uh, former homeowners of this home disputing this shit. And okay. then other homeowners who used to live here saying, oh, yeah, we believe this. This happened to us, too. Hmm. Okay. There's only one paragraph left. <laughs> this is actually really funny. Um, uh, so... Once, like, his family started getting committed to psychiatric institutions because uh-huh. this demon was torturing them. That is exactly what I want to talk about. Okay. Okay, good. Bob decided that he needed to fight back and fast. Along with calling in the exorcist, Bob fought Mulek the only way he knew how. By staying up all night reading Bible verses. For six months straight, he played Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ on loop. This is really no. confirming the questions I had. <laughs> That's why his fucking family's in a psych ward. Because for six months, he played the Passion of the Christ on loop. Okay, here's here, there's a little more. Nevertheless, he woke up each day with new scratches and bite marks. The family wore crosses around their necks, but somehow they would bend or end up on the other side of the room, folded or broken. Amazingly, around 2006, with the help of the exorcist, who performed any number of rituals over the excuse me, course of two years, and Bob's Bible reading, Mulek supposedly fled the home. Finally, Bob was free. If you don't want to believe it, that's okay, Bob said in his closing remarks to Fox 8 News. But that doesn't mean it isn't true. It exists. That's why I'm telling this story. True or not, Bob's experience far exceeds your normal house haunting story. Since Mulek fled, Bob and his wife still live in the Brownsville house. You've got thoughts, girl. Let's hear them. I think he was beating up his family. I think he was beating up his fucking family. Yes, we both had the same thought. I think he was beating up his fucking family. I think it was. I do too. I think it was like some, uh, almost some like Munchausen's by proxy. Like, yes. Where he would beat them up and then be like, I'm going to save you from the demon that's doing this. Yes. I fully believe it. It sounds like he. It's just there's, you know, because we've done a ton of research and sometimes it's good to come across something like this where it's like, I don't know. Well, and you can always say, I mean, very like maybe there's some kind of vibe in the house that's bringing that out in him. And maybe that's what people before felt, you know, that's true, because sometimes you can become a little bit possessed by an evil force and do bad things. But this kind of doesn't follow the typical pattern of a demon in a house. Usually when the exorcist comes in and like the ghost hunters come in and they do the blessings and they try to expel it, it either works or it doesn't work. It doesn't take two full years, yeah. you know, like also, but I mean also paranormal state, like that's a really good show. <laughs> and the guy who's like runs it was like, this is the scariest. Yeah. I kind of want to see that episode Me too. to like see, cause this article, sorry, boredom therapy, wasn't written very well. Yeah. But, um, you know, and and he might have been giving his interviews to tie in his new book that he wrote yeah, about it. But yeah. I don't know. I, I would like to hear more if I had more time. When I researched this, I would mm-hmm. have looked up some interviews with his wife and kids. Interesting. But why did his wife and kids end up in a psych ward and he didn't? It feels mm-hmm. like he wants to play God almost. Like yeah. you said, be like, look, I'm protecting you. I'm mm-hmm. saving you. Mm-hmm. Me and Mel Gibson. Me fucking passion of the christ oh how boring boring um yeah i don't know it's interesting interesting, huh so yeah so i guess some some former residents were like no this was not our we had a fine time in that house and others came forward and supported him 
But I mean, it's all politics, right, baby? Politics, Amy. Politics. You have to decide who's telling the truth, who's not. I know someone who told truth when they sent us a little up close and personal, Tams. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It was really thrilling. She just took a drink of that and perfectly mm. framed where it said thirsty bitch. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even notice. It was beautiful. <laughs> It was sassy. I was ready for my uh, my close up there. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. So this is about a haunted home that I fully believe because it came from my previous. Um, he still works there, but I don't work there anymore. My coworker Elliot. Oh, he said I could say his name. Um, his wife listens to the podcast. Elliot. Oh yeah, doesn't. Yeah. So even when I worked with him, he kept telling me like. Oh, my wife listens. My wife listens. Oh, mm-hmm. I we ha- I have a story. And I kept asking him, like, please send it in then. Please send it in. And also, why aren't you listening, Elliot? Yeah. Um, but he's a busy guy. He works um, he in our music department. So we can talk shit about him because he's not going to hear this. Because he's busy listening to so many other things because okay, he's in enough. music. Really, he's gotta really save his ears. I get it. Yeah, he's got to listen to not my voice. Yeah, right. You don't want to listen to your coworkers' voice. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so nice and a newlywed, I think, because he now refers to his wife as his wife. But when I was there, it was his fiance. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so congrats, guys. Mazel, mazel. So here is what he emailed to us. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Okay. It was a few emails because I asked a few extra questions. So I just... Way to follow up, Thank Ames. you. I'm just doing my job. Just I'll doing my never job. call you Ames again. That you just can. happened and I hated it. There's a few family members who call me Ames. For mm-hmm. some reason, the only one who does is like my cousin, Amy, who's like my third cousin. So that's why we have the same name. Is it A-M-Y for mm-hmm. that one, though? I could hear the difference. There's a difference. Yep. She's the one who would call me Ames. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else does. Maybe Danielle does. Hmm. Every now and then. You okay. could call me Ames, but if you hate it, don't do it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, it was cute. So here's what Elliot writes. It was 2014, and I had just moved into my first apartment with my college best friend at the time. Unfortunately, I quickly realized he had moved in with me as it was close to his girlfriend's house. This left me in the ultimatum of either being awkwardly self-sexiled due to PDA or home alone. (laughs) However, in the rare instances that he was around, we played video games. Oh, and imagine this in a very cute um, British accent. (laughs) Okay. I think it's British. I don't know my accents well. It's not Australian. It's British. Sorry, Elliot's wife. You would know. Tell us. Um... But it's a lovely accent. Um, When we played video games, the roommate would sit on the other's bed and provide a hilarious commentary as they won, beat a level, lost, etc. This usually involved quite a bit of beer drinking. (laughs) Woo! I mean, we can relate. We're drinking beer right now. Theme on theme on theme. I'm I'm just really proud of myself. (laughs) Theme on theme on theme. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As time progressed, I saw less and less of my roommate and entered my own relationship with my now wife. Oh, so cute. One weekday, I had a long day at work and thought I deserved a beer or two. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. After stopping at the shop, I entered my apartment and called out for my roommate. As he wasn't there, he had to be at his girlfriend's or was working a longer day than me. I turned on the TV and PlayStation in my room and began to game. As a couple hours passed, I heard the front door closed. I called out, hey, Mason. There was no reply. 
I didn't expect anything of it, as he had his headphones in or was on the phone 90% of the time when he entered. Then there was the telltale plop of someone dropping on my mattress. I didn't say anything as I was expecting him to give the first joke or punchline that was relevant to my nerdy adventure. I gave out a couple of oh shits and fuck yes while I played to see if he wanted if it would warrant a reply. Tammy's leaning back in fear. She's so scared. Time was passing and I realized he hadn't said anything. Had he fallen asleep? I paused the game and spin my chair around in the lit room. Getting up from my bed was a pitch black silhouette in the form of a man. What? That got so much worse. That's so scary. I don't like it. As my room was small, I saw him relatively quickly walk out of my bedroom and entering my roommate's room through a closed door. <laughs> I was initially paralyzed by the thought that this was a burglar. However, I thought this was some sort of prank. So I opened his door and yelled out again, turning on his lights. Nobody was there. <laughs> No one was ever in the entire apartment. <laughs> After telling my girlfriend everything that had happened, she informed me it was a ghost. <laughs> I mean. Good on you, girl. Yes. You know what's up. You're like, uh, it, no one robbed you, Elliot. It was a ghost. <laughs> I was not a believer until this point. I never figured out who he was or what he wanted, but I moved out of the apartment shortly after. <clears throat> so I wrote back and thanked him and I uh, asked a few extra questions and... um. Uh, he wrote this um, as an addition in the same week, I gathered the courage to tell my roommate. He laughed. At, oh, cause I asked Elliot, did you talk about this with your roommate? Did maybe he saw something too at some point? I mm -hmm. mean, the ghost walked into his roommate's room. Yeah. So was he there that, you know, so here's his response in the same week. I gathered the courage to tell my roommate. He laughed it off and said, I must have been tired or falling asleep at my desk, which I clearly remember. I wasn't at the time. My best guess at this point was that the ghost was a bringer of bad news for both of us. My roommate's girlfriend broke up with him shortly after this happened, mm. and my car was pretty heavily damaged while parked in a secure parking lot. Oh, man. Um, they, the alley-based parking sat underneath our complex and had spikes at the top of each tall gate and required a key to enter. I went out sometime after seeing that ghost, and my heavy, protective car cover had been stolen... And there were what looked like raccoon scratch marks. Oh, I'm sorry. And there were what looked like raccoon scratch marks and obscure shaped dents all over my car. Fucking weird. That's weird, right? Like, that's weird. Neither my car insurance nor I could even guess what happened to it. Little So a raccoon can't remove the super yeah. heavy car covers. Those things are massive and heavy. But if it was a burglar who wanted to, like, they wouldn't leave teeny little scratches yeah, and the weirdest. teeny little dents all over and your why car. Why would they save the, why would they steal the car cover and not the car? Or if they're going to scratch it slightly or dent it slightly, yeah. why aren't you just going to smash the window and break yeah, in? Yeah. That's kind of demonic. That's weird. To be honest. Yeah. Because they, demons scratch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. Oof. Um, the ghost was either friendly and trying to warn both of us, or he was just a bit of a malicious asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one other side note and it gets even scarier. No, stop. It's insane. Okay. Okay. Oh, he wrote. Okay. Uh, really strange side note. So he, he wrote this after, like I asked him some questions. He did a little bit of additional research and discovered something. Okay. Cool. I was trying to research what was in that apartment space before and found a separate ghost story. Sometime in the future, Kyla had come over, that's his wife, 
Kyla had come over for the weekend with her dog. We walked the dog around the block and came across a house being renovated. As we passed the clearly under construction house's lights, oh, as we passed the clearly under construction house, its lights turned on and started flickering heavily. Ooh. Yeah. We thought it was spooky, but kept walking until we clearly remember both spontaneously feeling slash seeing a woman's ghostly presence. Mm. I realize now with a historic murder map. Awesome. <laughs> it was right by where Dorothy Stratton, a Playboy model, was murdered in Dorothy 1980. Stratton. Oh, my God. Yes. <gasps> it was right by where she got murdered. Stop. And they saw a woman ghost figure and oh. then the lights were flickering in a in a house that was under construction oh my god i know like there was this was like a three-part this was a triple banger this way, was amazing way to ask great follow-up questions amy oh, thank you well elliot yeah. just had so many i mean and wait, straight up should have been a reporter i mean except that i'm chicken shit and i'd be like you don't yep. want to talk that's fine i'm sorry i bothered you <laughs> i'm so sorry were you watching prices right just go, just go back to it it's fine <laughs> Um, and I asked Elliot if he wanted, I said, typically we plug something mm -hmm. or do you have anything? And he wrote, I suppose my plug can be a shout out to my wife, Kyla, for listening. And perhaps you two can have an extra sip of your drinks for it being an alcohol related ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> so we will drink to Cheers. Kyla and Elliot. Kyla, Cheers. Elliot, thank you. Delightful. Mm. Um, really, really scary. And good job for him for being like, I looked at a murder map yeah. and found out like he did his research. God, that's scary. That's really scary. So that whole land, I don't, he didn't see where he went to college though. Like what city this was in, wherever Dorothy Stratton was yeah, murdered, I don't. I, I, I mean, I remember it might've been in my favorite murder that they I, did Dorothy Stratton. You on. know what? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely heard of her. Yeah. I don't know what city she... I mean, if yes. she's a Playboy model, I would assume Los Angeles? Yeah. Could California? Be. Um, but Man. thanks, guys. That was good. Was so, good. so good. And I didn't see the email until like five days after it was sent because I forget to check. I know. I keep meaning to... I got... I'm... I'm a, I hereby declare I'll do that today. I'll re-put the email on my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My new I, I had to, like, reset the password because I hadn't logged in in so long. <sighs> and I bully everyone on this podcast yeah. to send us stories. And I you forget do. To, I forget You're to check. very aggressive. It's so aggressive. Whoa. Um... Oh, that reminds me. I have another little up close and personal for the next one. Oh, my God. One. You're, like, teasing From me. my friend Micah. It's so exciting. I know, so many good things. Um, well, if you have an up close and personal that you'd like to share with us, please send it to upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram at Banshees and Booze. And why not follow us on Twitter at Banshees and Booze. And uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. That is is correct um we always post um uh we coordinate the drop of each episode mm -hmm. with an instagram post that has corresponding photos exactly. so i will find non-question mark photos to post with my story <laughs> it's so exciting <laughs> and hey we'll uh, maybe post a picture of pinup uh dorothy stratton i mean might as woo -woo. well Woo woo padoo. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the followers any way I can get them. I mean, I don't need to post pictures of politicians. <laughs> Boring, not hot. <laughs> You're not hot. You're not hot. You're boring to me. <laughs> Let me see some Playboy models. <laughs> uh, I think that was it. Hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. 
If you see a ghost, uh, uh, gra- grab a beer and your PlayStation and get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tammy. Yes, Amy. If you see a ghost, I gotta answer <laughs> Wait, oh, uh, you know what? It what? doesn't matter how you fall asleep. If you need to watch Dances with Wolves, that's fine. <laughs> Just watch some Dances with Wolves. It's fine. It's really good. It's not good. It's fine. It's fine. But it's what's fine. great is the Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> Am I right? right? Am I right? Yes. <laughs> You're totally right. <laughs> I love being right. Uh, um, happy election season. Have God. a great next year and nine months. God help you. <laughs> <laughs> so much junk mail is so on much. our way. So many yeah. flyers. Oh, God. Please recycle all of your stupid political flyers. Yeah, please do. Yeah. And uh, see see you next week. See you guys. See you around, guys. See see you around. See you around. See you, see you in the afterlife. See you around. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>